Welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast, the show by fans or fans of your Milwaukee Brewers. All right, welcome to the Brew Crew Review Podcast. We've got Craig, Vince, and Scott joining you today. No Chad, no Tom Carter, no stuff like that. The Brewers... Hey, Craig, Craig, uh, Tom Carter is our anonymous source, so you don't want to, you can't say his full name on the air, just so you know, and you got to go with like a, some sort of way to cloak that, it's Tom C or T Carter is fine, but not, you can't just say, hey, Tom Carter's not here today, he's our anonymous source. Oh. Right, I feel like we've been over that once or twice, but um, having said that, uh, Tom Carter might have some uh, injury news about um, Adama, so... That might be kind of interesting. Yeah, according to, fine, we'll go with T. Carter. Or no, that's that's too obvious. Maybe Tom C. Yeah. Um, so he, I, I, I guess he's saying that Adamus should be okay for the rest of the week, but um, there are pending X-rays, but. Adamus apparently feels fine and he should be good to go for the rest of the week. So that's good because uh, Adamus has been one of our better hitters. Raleigh Telez with another big bomb today. Um, he's been pretty hot. And like I said, pretty much just solidify himself as an everyday player. And not only that, but right in the middle of our lineup. Um, I guess Andrew McCutcheon, he's still on the COVID aisle, right? It almost seems like we haven't been missing him, which is odd since not all that long ago, I just said that he was our best leadoff hitter and up hitter somehow. Um, and so we're getting by without him, but uh, yeah. Our pitching. Yeah, McCutcheon is still on the COVID, the COVID IL, but I, Craig, before we move on, I actually just wanted to ask really quick uh, for, for both of your thoughts. So, you know, so Adamus has got what's, what's I guess viewed as a minor injury. Do you think that we should Rushing back, I know what he's saying and, and that it's not too serious, but I'm almost inclined to say just put him on the 10-day uh, DL at this point. Let him let him fully recover. I would hate to see us have a nagging injury with a guy like Adamus who we're counting on for so much um, just to get through a you know a, seri- a couple series in May. I, I really think that it might be in our best interest to to let him fully heal, put him on the on the DL, and um, you know let him get back. I guess depending on what the X-rays say, but. Um, you know, if those are the initial reports from from Tom Carter today. I think that, you know, I'd, I'd love to get your thoughts on that. Scott? Oh, okay. Well, um, my thoughts on it is, um, you know, if if it is something where, you know, x-rays come back negative, but it's still a little swollen, a little tender, you know, like, that's fine. Um, I, I'm okay with, you know, it's holding him out for 10 days, especially because we just got Urias back and, um, you know, he's going to be able to, I guess he could jump in right at short and Jace Peterson has had a heck of a week this last week. So offensively, he's kind of stepped it up. So yeah, we could definitely do that without missing him. Obviously it's, you know, it's a long season at the same time, we are playing the Braves at home and I kind of feel like they want to win that series, but you know, got to look at it like it's a marathon not a sprint so i'd be okay with it yeah i mean with louis back to cover shortstop i I think that's where the 
the structure of the roster build really, you know, is starting to show how we can cover injuries with our depth and versatility of some of the players that we have on the roster. Um, and so you, you can kind of keep going without missing a beat, so to speak. But with that said, Adamus is bad, is valuable, and you really need it in the line yeah. possible, especially now with the homestand, three against the world champion Braves, and then the Washington Nationals coming up. Um, so, yeah, we yeah. want to get a good homestand coming up. So, it, hopefully he can, he can be healthy for the week. Well, also, I mean, Adamus is, I think, by far and away, uh, probably our best shortstop. I think he is probably next to mine, but – I think there's a little bit of a drop off there, certainly. Um, but yeah, I don't know. He'll be missed. Our defense has been, um, I don't know. I, I guess I had really high hopes for our defense. Like I thought this might be, you know, potentially like a top five defensive team even. Um, maybe I set the bar a little bit too high, but um, I don't know. Even Even today, a lot of weird, errors even plays that weren't errors that just um not very crisp let's put it that way yeah yeah i still think that our, our up the middle de defense is pretty solid you know when you look at guys like wong and adamas who work together very well i you know i know that there have been some, some plays where you might question that a little bit um especially in the last week or so i i still think that those two guys coupled with kane or um, even Taylor in the outfield. I, I think that those are, are really solid defenders, especially up the middle. And I think that we can probably, you know, kind of set our expectations pretty low for first base defense from Rowdy. But other than that, I, I don't I don't view defense as a weak suit, um, if that's kind of what you're implying. I think that there's probably just, you know, some hiccups that they're working out. I, I don't think it's going to be a bad defensive team when all is said and done by the end of the year. Well, I think the good news yeah, is no, – I Probably, pro we'll probably um, not have to go on an IL stint. So I think he's, he's going to be day-to-day of -day anything um, with that, with the thought that the x-ray will come back negative. So we'll see. Yeah, but to, to Scotty's point about just overall team defense, Craig, what do you think about, you know, the Brewers? I know that the defense has been a little shaky the last couple of games, like Scott alluded to, but do you think it's going to be an overall trend on the – the entire season are we overestimating the capabilities of the brewers defense we're you know we're, we're talking about a defense that has produced you know gold glove winners for the first time for the brewers and i think carlos gomez um here in the last couple of seasons and, and again i think that up the middle defense is really strong but what are your thoughts on overall team defense yeah i, th I think we're better than a lot of the teams that were built um in the early part of this uh, or about 10 you know back in the early 2010s, I guess. Uh, our, I think our defense now is more solid. Um, obviously, Kane's getting up there in age, but he's still one of the better. I mean, his routes in center field are, are basically just top notch. Um, so he's real solid out there. And Adamus, yeah. like you said, are are above average. And then, I mean, I'm talking up the middle. I was, I, I don't know. Omar Narvaez has made huge strides the last couple of years, but I mean, I don't think he's anything. Tremendous. Yeah. I, I don't know. I might disagree. I think that Omar has really been one of the biggest plus defenders as a catcher that I've seen. He's really surprised me a lot. And I'm not just saying that because he happens to be our catcher. I think that, you know, maybe it's, it's probably because of the, the, 
standard of low expectations that was set for him. Um, when we acquired him, I think that, you know, everybody said this guy can hit, but he can't play defense at all. And he somewhat bore that out in 2020, but I have been really impressed with uh, his overall defense and how he's worked with a, with a talented pitching staff to make them even better. I, I've been very impressed with Omar. So I, I'd, I'd be remiss in not, not giving him a little bit of credit when we're talking about team defense. I think that he's a guy that, you know, other teams have been, um, you know, at first they were running all over him, but they've stopped doing that essentially. I, I think that his, his arm is now well-respected around the league. I think that he calls a great game. And um, I, I would rank him in the top couple of defenders in the league at this point. So I, I give him a lot of credit for um, just overall how the pitching staff has developed too. Yeah. I don't disagree with that. That's for sure. Um, and then, you know, you're looking at our corner outfielders. Well, obviously Hunter Renfro has a great arm and, um, uh, across the way, <laughs> Chris Niels has like a noodle arm, but they have like opposite profile when it comes to to, to coverage and range in the outfield, I kind of think. So um, overall, just solid. And I think some, you know, some guys' strengths, other guys' weaknesses and all that stuff. So, uh, yeah, I think overall, I'm not too concerned with our our, our defense forward. And uh, we do have a uh, our, our rotation is chock full of strikeout pitchers. So that limits the necessity for defense in some ways. And not only that, our bullpen too. And that'll be a nice segue to talk about another highlight of our bullpen. And that's Josh Hader, folks. Um, this guy's incredible. He's now had 34 consecutive appearances going, going back to like almost the middle of last year without allowing a run, uh, without allowing a run. And he actually just broke the major league baseball record to start a season with 13 saves and 13 appearances. So pretty incredible stuff from Josh Hader, who already had set the bar unbelievably high um, coming into this year. And he's eclipsed that. And I mean, really how valuable is this guy? That was a good, I, I mean, it's, that was a great, that was a great eclipse joke on eclipse night. Sorry. Bob. Yeah. That was, that was all planned right out. <laughs> Sorry. Go ahead. But no, I mean, what, what a weapon to have. I mean, I mean, I guess, so always being a Brewer fan, I always wonder what it's like to be a fan of an opposing team, knowing that you're facing a bullpen, a team that has Josh Hader in the bullpen. I mean, I, I, I can only imagine that you're like, all right, we got to get some runs here in the seventh or the eighth or else this game is over, guys. I mean, I mean, that's basically the truth of the matter. And that's quite the weapon and the intimidation to have give to your opponent. Um, and then when you got Devin Williams back there, who's, uh, you know, I think he's got quite the repertoire but obviously he's had some struggles this year but overall just unbelievable josh Hader breaking that major league record and um yeah i mean i think it was a wise decision to choose to keep Hader and not uh entertain trades for him here in the last couple of years like i know we talked about on the podcast as a possibility that you should probably possibly cash in on this guy at some point as a as the uh small market team you know supposedly closers are, are dime a dozen and you should cash on those guys when you can well i think uh josh Hader is an anomaly when it comes to that one i would agree with that craig and there's a you know exception to every rule and i think that he is the exception right now is you know he's just so dominant as a closer he's just one of those guys that he does he does set a new standard that really can't be replicated by anybody else that you could possibly bring in here or develop um so, yeah, I, I totally agree. And my hope is that the Brewers not only keep him through the 2023 season, which I believe is all that he signed uh, 
ruined Scott you and your interns double check on that but um I, my hope is that we can actually manage to somehow sign him to some sort of a, an extension that he wants to stay in Milwaukee yeah that would definitely be nice he is you know obviously after next year he'll become a free agent um I personally though I just don't want to see him walk um and then you know, get nothing for him or get a comp pick, you know, and draft somebody that's going to help us in four or five years. Um, that's the part where it gets a little bit tricky. So it's kind of like, which, which is kind of why we've been talking this whole time about how this year, next year, we really wanted to go all in and, you know, really step up and, you know, maybe upgrade our offense a little bit. And uh, yeah, I don't know. I just, I hope he sticks around. I hope he signs to an extension, but at the same time, um, I, I just don't want to see him. Like, if he doesn't want to stay here, which I have no idea whether he does it or not, I hope he does. I mean, it seems like he wants to, but, um, yeah, if he winds up let, – let's say we don't sign an extension going into next year. Like, I don't know. I don't know if, as a small market if you can hang on to him or not. You might have to start looking at trade offers and seeing what you can get. But that window, that window that we talked about and have talked about for the last few seasons, I, you know, if we if we decide to hold on to him and he is a part of a Brewers World Series winning team, I'm okay with it if he just walks at that point and we get nothing else for him, um, because then we've accomplished what we set out to do with him. I so I, I think that as long as we're in contention next season, we have to keep him and um, take a take as best of a shot as we can with this window that we've got with the starting rotation that we that we do and. Um, you know, Christian Yelich still and a couple other guys that I think can can really be counted on to have a solid foundation for us still through next season. And I, I think that that's going to be, um, you know, telling. Obviously, the Brewers are, are somehow out of contention next year, and um, then that's a different story. Then I, I would completely agree with what you just said. But I, I think that you've got to take a shot with a guy like Hader on your team. No, I think Liz is probably right. Unless next year's trade deadline comes up and the Brewers somehow are, like, decimated by injuries or some – unforeseen thing that just torpedoes our season where we're, we don't even have any chance at the playoffs. I think Josh here will stay a brewer until, until he hits free agency at this point, it, you know, the, and I'm sure we'll talk again a few, on future podcasts about whether, you know, that's really wise, like Scott's pointing out. Um, but like I said, it's like one of those things where, <laughs> um, you know, and maybe that, I mean, maybe the conversation will be completely different at the brewers. <laughs> knock on wood, like we're to win it all this year or something like that. And then um, they're, they're only like borderline contending next year that they might consider it or something like that. But that, I can't see any other really scenario where um, they would entertain that, that they would actually think about trading before it hits free agency uh, with, with the current uh, goals of, you know, going deep into the playoffs both this year and next. So uh, we'll see, but exciting to have. Well, my- there's probably, there's probably going to be some difficult decisions that are going to have to be made in the next couple of years too. Like, I mean, obviously I'd like to keep all of our great pitchers, but um, I mean, does anyone think that if, you know, if all of our starters are pitching as good now, um, you know, as they are when they, you know, start to hit like those expensive arbitration years and, you know, um, you know, maybe we look at uh, extending some of these guys. I, I just don't, see a way that we're going to be able to keep them all so that's going to be another you know difficult part and you know yeah Josh Hader is obviously extremely valuable 
but he's extremely valuable and he throws, you know, 50, 60 innings a year. Whereas, you know, some of these starters are obviously putting up three times that. So I don't know. I think though, I think though that through, through 2020, yeah, you're right, Scott. Sorry to interrupt. But I think that through 2023 though, I, all of our starters are still under contract, right? Any of your, your interns double check on that. Yeah, yeah. Peralta, I mean, for the most part, Peralta's yeah, beyond that, actually. Yeah, Peralta's been signed to an extension. I know that um, Woodruff, I think, still has a couple of your burns is still under control. So guys like Ashby, obviously, are way under control. Um, so I, I think that we could still, you know, keep Hater for at least next season and use the money that we would be spending on starting pitching in other years towards him, at least for that one season, just like we're doing this year. Yeah, I, I think what it'll come down to is they'd have to choose whether or not they're going to offer extension to either Burns or Woodruff before they come free agents after the 2023 season. I believe they both do. Um, on the other hand, we we actually have Prata under team control through 2026, believe it or not. Um, so a very affordable. Yeah, that was a nice extension. Yeah, it was when he was still pitching in the bullpen. What a smart I, – I don't know how – his agent allowed him to sign that, but I guess they didn't know at the time what he was going to become. But anyway, yeah. So really it would probably be, and obviously I think any Brewer fan would lean toward possibly seeing, you know, what it would take to extend Burns first. But again, that's, it might even, I almost think that if Burns pitches at this level, the Brewers can't even afford to even give him a fair market offer to be quite honest. So, but I mean, let's say worst case scenario, we lose both Burns and Woodruff after 2023. Obviously I think it would be smart then to move one, if not both of them to restock the farm or whatnot, or reload or whatever. But then you still have Peralta through 2026. You've got Ashby and small and Lauer. I think Lauer's still under team control for a few years beyond. Uh, I almost want to say it's 2025. I have to look at, look it up for sure, but either 2024, 2024, five i think we have would have lauer through so yeah i mean we've i think we'll have a pretty solid um rotation and that'll continue to be our strength even when we move beyond the next couple of years but with that being said um this is definitely the window that we've got all these unbelievable guys in place and i, I think our offense just has to stay healthy and stay afloat um, and I, 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 they've really turned around the last couple of weeks, obviously, and, sh- and shown me that we, we're going to score, be able to score more than just the two runs a game we were during most of April. And now that the weather's heating up, our bats are heating up, and I'm starting to exude some more confidence up in our lineup. And, you know, even kudos, Hunter Renfro, I think, is up to nine home runs now. Um, I mean, th- th- we're getting power from places where we really need it with, like, so Adamas, Telez and Renfro have both been hitting bombs a lot in the last few weeks or whatever. And uh, so I think that really, you know, is going to set up the power in the middle of our lineup with those guys. Um, and Yelich even, um, as we pointed out, our last podcast hit for the cycle, his power overall is returning and not just in home runs, but he's hitting more doubles and triples and, and stuff that he wasn't doing in the last season and a half. So um, it's all pretty much exciting that it's it's coming together i feel and and i think that we'll be able to add to this championship caliber team as the trade deadline and the season progresses so it's exciting stuff with that being said i mean the st louis cardinals are you know still hot on our tail and i don't think they're going to go away they're going to stay kind of 
right on right on us here for the and we're gonna have to fight till the very end just to even win this division what and let alone you know try to fight the other teams in the in the other divisions for one of the two first round buys so and this new playoff format this year so it'll be there'll be a lot to root for this year going forward as a brewer fan so we're excited that you guys are listening to our podcast and you're on 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 board for the ride because i think it's going to be a fun one yeah, I totally agree, guys. Don't forget to give us a follow, Brewker Review 1 on Twitter. Um, Scott, I know that you are checking our emails, uh, Brewker Review Podcast with an S at gmail.com. That is true, although you're probably better off uh, just, you know, asking us questions on Twitter and having them do it there. Um, we, oh, we should briefly talk about our Twitter poll. I was a little surprised by it. I don't even have it up, but last I checked, um, uh, we proposed in our last podcast whether or not um, we should keep the, uh, the ringing the bell in the dugout and bring it on the road and ring it there too. And, uh, 80% of you <laughs> said, we got to keep that bell. So what do I know? <laughs> <sighs> I don't know. Love I just, it. <laughs> Love it. To, to circle back to Greg's point, like, I mean, right now, what are we? 21 and 12, something like that. Like, I mean, we're, yeah, we're in really not? good shape. We're, we're top of the yeah. division. Things are going well, but <laughs> we've had the right. easiest schedule of the year by far, 22 and 13 on the way um, We've had the easiest schedule of the year by far, and um, I, that worries me a little bit because, um, you know, obviously I, I know that our team can hang with, you know, with any other team out there. But I think that that record is a little bit inflated from beating up on you know, the Pirates and, you know, I guess to the, a lesser extent, the Reds. So we'll see how it goes. Yeah, no, that's a fair point, Scott. We've, I mean, we've been, I mean, had a lot of games against the Reds and the Pirates who, you know, obviously are two of the worst teams in baseball. Um, it is interesting that the Reds even <laughs> – uh, didn't give up a hit today, but somehow found a way to, to lose as we're taping this on, um, on May 15th. And of course, Hunter, Hunter Green pitched eight hitless innings before he got pulled. And then the, they ended up, I think, on a force of fielder's choice, scored a run because they had walked the bases loaded, uh, both Green and the bullpen. And they ended up losing that game, one nothing without giving up a hit. Pretty unbelievable stuff but um i mean overall yeah we've been we've been kicking the doormats and and even some of the the lesser teams in our divisions even like taking a series against the marlins this weekend i mean they're improved team but overall we haven't really been you know facing too many of like the upper echelon teams um yet too much and we're gonna have games like that um so and and we're definitely benefited from playing in such a weak division because if you look over the nl west all five teams are still over 500, which is just, just blows me away. I mean, I'm really surprised by the Diamondbacks. I thought it was going to be one of the worst teams for sure in the league, if not that division. And they're even over 500. So yeah, it's, we're definitely, we've got a lot of doormats to kick in our division besides the Cardinals. So we're kind of fortunate for that, but yeah, but all you can do is play well against the, the teams that you're scheduled to play against. Right. So I'm, I'm happy with where we're at. And I, I will say it's kind of fun to, Either the Dodgers are not in first place right now, so that's good. <laughs> yep, that is cool. All right. Well, thanks for tuning in, Brewer fans. Um, all of you West Dallas 
uh, folks are staying classy over the course as we hit the summer months here. Should be exciting time. So come on down to AmFam Field, formerly Miller Park. Enjoy the warm weather in the parking lots. Come on inside and see the Brewers win some games. Make sure to get in there before the later innings and see Josh Hader continue his, his unbelievable scoreless slash save streak here as we go into May and hopefully into June. And yeah, exciting times. Bob Bass. Sounds good, guys. This Saturday. And you get to see the Brewers play? What more do you want? <laughs> Seriously, that's awesome. <laughs> Wish One I of the guys from Naughty by Nature? Oh, yeah, he'll be there, too. <laughs> that sounds good. Awesome. All right. Stay classy, Milwaukee, and go Brewers. Stay classy, guys. Go Brewers. Do-do-do-do. <laughs>